WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 66, all about a trip down memory lane because I just finished reading Lord of the Rings, being the 66th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by a whole bunch of people. That's right. Every single guest I ever had on That's What I'm Talking About is with me now on this Skype call. No, I'm just kidding. Skype would literally blow up if I tried to do that. Which is why we are going to hear some recordings from past guests as well as you listeners. Because as we all know, last week, we did it, y'all. It is done. We finished reading... Lord of the Rings. And that's insane. And if you're any if if you were feeling anything like me, you had a bit of an identity crisis and you needed some time to digest what happened. So that's what this episode is for. It's for digesting. It's like the hour that your parents tell you to wait after you eat food before you go swimming so that the leeches of Lacrimus Lake don't eat you. What do you mean that wasn't a universal experience growing up? Anyway, I want to take a little trip down memory lane before we jump into the movies, which will be happening next week. Which, by the way, as I'm recording this, I've already seen Fellowship of the Ring and Two Towers, and I'm definitely enjoying watching them. I'm very excited to talk about these movies. I'm very excited to get some new people on. I'm really excited to bring old guests back on and and talk about just so many things. It's very exciting. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Most of them are about Faramir, but we will get to that next week. Actually, no, it won't be until probably November, but I forgot what I was going to say. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, trip down memory lane. <laughs> the whole point of this episode. Okay, yes. We are going to take a little trip down memory lane. We're going to reminisce because I want to hear what y'all's thoughts and reactions were as you were listening, either listening to me experience Lord of the Rings for the first time or you were discussing it with me because at the time I couldn't hear your full thoughts because I would have been spoiled on something. So now I'm very excited for all of us to hear from some past guests as well as from each other, from you guys, the listeners. After some of the clips, I will insert myself, imagine that, me inserting myself unnecessarily, um, as a reaction to their reaction, because sometimes I just want to jump in and be like, oh, you're such an amazing person. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. And other times they were asking a question that I'm going to respond to. So it's going to be a, a fake conversation, really. But I mean, you're familiar with that. I'm familiar with that. You know, as podcast listeners, we all know what it's like to talk back to someone and know that they can't hear you. So so that's what this is. Hi, welcome. And another thing to add before these reactions start playing, I did not tell my guests to say nice things about me. I told them to tell me I was stupid. In fact, I told them to tell me all the ways I frustrated them or the things they wish they could have yelled at me. And instead, they sent me literally the nicest messages I've ever heard. Just thank you, in general, to the guests for saying these nice things. Very unprompted. I just want to put that disclaimer out because literally, I mean, you'll hear like what they're saying and you'll get what I'm saying here. But it sounds like I said, hey, can you send me a recording of you saying nice things about me in this podcast? So I want it out there. I told them to yell at me and tell me I was stupid. And instead... They said nice things. All right. That being said, I say that being said so many times. We're going to play the first recording and I'm going to eat some Cheez-Its. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Christina Kahn, host of the Restricted Section podcast, three-time guest on That's What I'm Talking About, and two-time winner of Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award. Honestly, That's What I'm Talking About is the first podcast I ever appeared on in my life, which was such a formative experience for me because I've always loved the sound of my own voice. And I've also always loved, in all seriousness, talking about books with people whose opinion I respect. And, you know, I went through college getting a literary degree. I work at a small press now. And so for a really long time, books have been business to me. And appearing on That's What I'm Talking About for the first time really helped me to remember the joy of talking about books with friends books that you care about, you know, and it helped me remember that talking about books can be a lot of fun. And Mary Clay really inspired me to start my own podcast. And I'll never forget that. 
I love guesting on this show. The first time I came on, I was so nervous, but Mary Clay made it so fun and easy. I love that the tone throughout this whole series is that Mary Clay has approached it so approachably. That sounded really stupid, but but you know what I mean. Like, you talk about this book series, Mary Clay, I'm talking directly to you now, in a way that is so accessible to everyone. It's like fun. It's engaging. It's you keep it high paced. And that's really a feat for Lord of the Rings, which can sometimes get so sloggy. I've been on a couple episodes throughout a couple books, and so it's hard for me to remember specifics. I've listened to every single episode, and I just love hearing your wild speculations because they were either always completely spot on or completely out of left field and just like the wrongest. And as I'm recording this... (laughs) You haven't released every episode of the finale of Return of the King yet, and you are continuing to make predictions at this time that are wrong, and I love it. It's just so juicy to hear you wildly speculate in a way, and I'm like, I think I would have made these same speculations at that time. And I just love knowing that you're going to get better than what you expect. It's like it's like waiting to see your friend have like a surprise party. And it's just like, gosh, you're going to be so happy when you learn what something. I don't know. You haven't learned it yet. Or maybe you have. I don't know how far you've read yet. I, I feel like your show really facilitates this like oscillation of like nonsense conversation to like scholarly conversation and like anything in between is appropriate. And I just I love I love the tone of your show. And that's why I love being on it, because it's like, yeah, we can talk about BS for 15 minutes if it feels relevant or we can get deep into like. J.R.R. Tolkien's like war trauma and how that led to all these many allegories in Lord of the Rings and blah, blah, blah. And spoiler alert, have you heard <laughs> that Lord of the Rings is an allegory for J.R.R. Tolkien's war experience? It is. I can't wait for you to get into The Hobbit because I, I know you've heard this before. I, I know this isn't news to you, but it's just like such a tight, compact, little, like joyful adventure of a story and for the love of god have me on for one of those chapters or i'm gonna be so mad because i love that story so much and you know what friend i will walk with you into the cimmerillion if if you choose to go there i will come with you okay i'm just so excited for everything you have to come i'm so proud of everything you've done so far i don't know if this is what you were looking for in a clip and cheers well done you destroyed the ring i'm so proud of you goodbye i'm so awkward christina (laughs) that recording made me it legitimately made me laugh so much the first time i heard it just the starting off with the hellos in an australian accent two-time winner of which weekly's most charming smile award just a plus content christina that was everything i was looking for in a recording and more thank you so much for sending that in and taking the time to do it before the podcast i did not know christina very well at all she was my boss at one point when i was an intern a couple summers ago at this publishing company and that was the extent of our relationship and then when i started the podcast i was like i remember her being a lord of the rings person let me reach out and see if she's interested and i'm so glad i did because now we're friends and we have a whole group of friends that do a podcast together. I'm so happy that like you were able to draw some kind of inspiration because now you have the restricted section and that's so fun to do with you and our insane group of friends. I'm really glad that this was able to kind of rekindle that love of reading and discussing books just just for funsies, you know? And it also made me really happy to hear you say that you think the way that I approached this was approachable because that was kind of, you know, that was one of my intents going into this is that like J.R.R. Tolkien and the books, The Lord of the Rings, it seems very daunting and intimidating. And I think especially for women, because like fantasy, sci-fi, kind of that genre is very dominated by men. I wanted to make that less scary and less intimidating and make it so that more people could talk about this in a more fun way and bring it into a different light into this 21st hellhole that we are living in today. (laughs) 
I, I ended that on a downer. I didn't mean to do that. Thank you, Christina, for being a part of That's What I'm Talking About. Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Valerie. And we are on a podcast called Hello From Elsewhere. And we have also been guests on Mary Clay's podcast, That's What I'm Talking About. And she asked us to reminisce a little bit and talk about you know, our feelings about about being on her show. So what did you want to mention, Valerie? First of all, Mary Clay is a fantastic host. So much fun to work with. I agree. She was the first podcast I had ever guest, guest podcasted on. Guest, guested. Guested. Guest hosted. <laughs> first time I'd been on somebody else's podcast and she was so nice and fun to work with. And I remember talking about Lothlorien with Mary Clay and as far as things that she didn't know that I just really wanted to be able to tell her because we were talking about Galadriel and how cool Galadriel is. And Mary Clay was sad that there are so few females, which is very true. But I wanted to be like, but Eowyn is coming. Just wait for Eowyn. And I couldn't tell her about Eowyn. And then you got to be on uh, one of the Eowyn chapters. So. Yeah, it's no coincidence that I picked Galadriel and Eowyn chapters yeah. to guest on because they're amazing. So I was on the very first chapter of Fellowship of the Ring, a long expected party, uh, as the first one we were on. And I was listening to it just part of it today because I wanted to refresh my memory because that was so long ago. That was, it was eight years We ago. sounded like podcasting babies and Mary Clay was awesome and gracious and funny, but she was kind of getting her footing and and um, I hadn't been a guest. I think I'd only been a guest on one other podcast once and so I was really nervous and anyways, it was still such a fun episode to record and in that episode, there wasn't a lot that I was like, oh, I need to share this because it was just the first chapter and it was everything that I couldn't share but I was so excited to be on because I love new fans of things or people that are trying something for the first time that maybe has a big following and that I love but they have no experience in to me that's so fun and the chance to talk to Mary Clay about these things um through a few chapters was was really special but I uh I remember in that first chapter how I really wanted to talk about how there's so many parallels between the first chapter in Fellowship and the first chapter of the Hobbit book but of course we couldn't because she hadn't read the Hobbit book yet. And then I'm so excited for her to go on that journey now and to experience the Hobbit for the first time. For as much as she has experienced, there's so much more she still gets to experience. Yeah. And it's so fun to listen to Mary Clay, learn all about Lord of the Rings and then the Hobbit. So if you've been on this journey and we know you've enjoyed it as much as we have, but there's so much more to come, I'm sure. And I, for one, just can't wait to see where, where Mary Clay takes it. Absolutely. So we know it's no secret that the Winters are the most wonderful people on the internet, right? We're all in agreement? Okay, great. Literally, like, I just thank you for your nice words. <laughs> I'm so glad, Valerie and Casey, that you both enjoyed coming on and talking with me because it's just, it's so funny to hear you guys say that, like, Valerie, had, I had zero idea that my podcast was the first one you had ever been a guest on. Casey, I never would have guessed that. Like, you call yourself a podcasting baby in the first episode that we recorded together. I literally could not tell because, and I was so nervous to record with you guys because Hello From Elsewhere is so well thought out and you guys are such intelligent people and you just say the coolest things and you're very thoughtful and I was just like oh no what chaos tornado am I about to throw them in with this podcast so I'm just so relieved that they enjoyed discussing the these books with me. Hey guys I'm Beth Reekles. Um I'm an author of not fantasy books but teen rom-com like The Kissing Booth uh, which you may know from Netflix but I came on the podcast as a Lord of the Rings fan to talk about Return of the King, Chapter 7, The Pyre of Denethor. And I had so much fun with this chapter. It's one of my favourite scenes from the movies and things. Um, and it was one of my favourite chapters to read as well. I was I was kind of conflicted coming on the podcast because I loved the movies for so many years and the storyline and everything. But I've only read Fellowship before now. So I was reading Return of the King alongside the podcast episodes coming out, which was so much fun to do. Uh, but I kind of came in to read chapter seven, you know, pretty much just before coming on the podcast to talk with MC about it, which was kind of high pressure because I felt like I should know a lot more about the law. So in our episode, I talk a lot. But I, well, we, we, we sort of theorise about the previous chapter and the Witch King and, you know, could Gandalf have killed him? Because, you know, technically, is he still a man if he's a wizard? If, you know, Mary can hurt the Witch King as a hobbit? Um, 
I was also really relieved that that had just happened so I couldn't kind of spoil, you know, the big reveal there. Um, not that it was too much of a big reveal to MC. I think she cottoned on pretty, pretty quickly to, uh, to who was going to kill the Witch King. But it was so much fun as well to talk to someone who had completely fresh eyes on the series. Um, the, the chapter we talked about, uh, the Pirate Death, was just so character driven. It was kind of easy not to drop too many spoilers about what was going to happen with, you know, the ring or Sam or Frodo or anything like that. And like I said, you know, big battle had kind of just happened and was pretty much wrapping up by this point. So felt pretty safe in not being able to give away too many spoilers. But uh, yeah, we had, well, I say we, I definitely had so much fun on the podcast. I hope MC did too. I hope you guys enjoyed listening as well. Thank you, Beth, for coming on That's What I'm Talking About to talk about the Pyre of Denethor. I'm sorry to hear that you were hesitant. I didn't know that when we were recording because you were so wonderful to talk to. Listeners, side note, uh, in case you're wondering, it's like, how did the author of The Kissing Booth get on a Lord of the Rings podcast? That seems so unrelated. Somehow, Tyler and Beth got connected on Twitter, and then Tyler connected me with Beth. And ever since, interacting with Beth on social media is just so amazing, and she's so nice and wonderful. I highly recommend following her so you can experience some of that joy. I like she showed up on my for you page on TikTok one day and I was like, oh, my God, Beth, what's up? It was just like so nice to see a friendly face on the Internet. Beth, I'm so glad you came on. And I love talking about this chapter with you. It was, I mean, not just because like the Pyre of Denethor was a great chapter. Oh my God, Denethor, what a drama queen. It was also just a great episode to record. And it was actually one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded. So thank you, Beth, so much for being a part of this. Hi, everyone. My name's Jess, and I was a guest on That's What I'm Talking About to talk about Book 6, Chapter 2, The Land of Shadow. Obviously, for those of you who remember my episode, you remember that I grew up really surrounded by The Lord of the Rings. I knew the story before I'd ever even opened the books or watched any of the movies. It's something that was such a big part of my childhood and my upbringing that when I found out that Mary Clay had never experienced it, it I couldn't make that make sense in my head. It just... It's been such a huge aspect of my life that to find someone who who didn't have that was crazy to me. And in watching her discover this world and having all these crazy theories and guesses and trying to figure out what was going to happen next was so interesting because I never had that. I've known this story since I can remember. So I never had a moment of trying to guess what was going to happen next or like making up theories about it. So it was really interesting listening to her going through this journey and discovering things for the first time. I think for me, the funniest bit was the episode we actually recorded together. At one point, Mary Clay paused kind of dissecting the chapter and talked about how she believed that at the end, Sam was actually going to carry Frodo up Mount Doom. And I remember having to force my face to stay stoic because I'm really bad with accidentally giving away spoilers. Um, I'm just, I'm terrible. I'll just say anything that comes across my mind. And hearing her say exactly what was going to happen was, first of all, so cool that she'd figured it out. But it was also so stressful because I didn't want to give it away because it's such a huge moment. And for me, I always get chills at that moment where Sam picks Frodo up. And I didn't want to give that away for her, but she was looking me in the eye and was like, so is that like what's going to happen? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's let's move on from this topic. And there's been loads of moments like that, just listening to the podcast and having her kind of guess on stuff or like trying to figure things out. And sometimes she really doesn't hit the mark at all. And I'm cringing and almost like yelling at her through the like the screen or like, I guess the podcast, trying to get her to realize what's going to happen, but at the same time, not wanting to tell her because I want her to be able to experience this in a way that I, in that sense, never did. So I think for me, a big part of it is I'm experiencing the Lord of the Rings almost for the first time through Mary Clay because I never had that first time. So yeah, I've really enjoyed watching and experiencing her experience this for the first time because I think it's an amazing universe, obviously, I I love it, but I think it's an amazing universe to discover and to be able to discover it as an adult and having all these like already adult thoughts and notions is really cool. So I think it's been an amazing journey. Jess, thank you for coming on. It's 
so funny how you say that like this podcast was able to give you some kind of semblance of a first experience with Lord of the Rings, considering it was something that you don't remember experiencing for the first time. So I'm really glad to have given that to you. Yeah, let's talk about that famed theory, everyone. The holes theory. I... I mean, you heard me talk about it on the Mount Doom episode, but like Sam and Frodo, Zero and Stanley, are they the same people? I think so. I just can't believe it's exactly like you said, Jess, how like sometimes my theories were just way off. And I'm sure you, you know, like you said, you were yelling at me (laughs) or laughing at me or whatever. And other times they were spot on. And like, it's just really funny looking back and being able to have that documented because how many times do you do you actually document your thoughts so thoroughly when you're reading a a book series or watching a a movie or a tv show or something hi my name is kelsey ripa and i was a guest for the many meetings chapter from fellowship of the ring um when i was a guest i came on like this came out maybe like an entire year ago we were in different stages of our lives and there was not a pandemic so I definitely had to go back and re-listen to the episode for this one but overall like it was a pretty easy chapter to talk about um because right from the beginning you get a recap of what happened in the previous chapter you know Frodo wakes up in the land of the elves and Gandalf is there and he's like, hey kid, uh, this is what you missed when you were passed out from that Morgul blade. And um, then of course you get some exposition referencing the Hobbit when um, Frodo comes across Gloin or Glowin, whichever name we decided to to, uh, call him. As far as things that I tried not to spoil, I definitely tried not to spoil Boromir's death because uh, Mary Clay remembered like the actor Sean Bean and thought that he played Aragorn. But <laughs> um, I was like, no, he uh, if you know Sean Bean, he, he has a reputation for um, in whatever movie he's cast in, he usually ends up dying. So I tried not to spoil that for her. Some theories that Mary Clay were definitely very spot on. Like, I'm very impressed with how she just connected the dots in the first book, not having read the second or third, having no knowledge of what happens, not remembering what happens in the movie. The fact that she was able to connect... (laughs) The dots with the third book, Return of the King, being about Aragorn and the Not All Who Wander poem is also about Aragorn reclaiming the throne. Also, the fact that Mary Clay picked up that Tolkien was alluding to Aragorn and Arwen being Luthien and Baron, um, that that was very spot on. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show how intelligent Mary Clay is and... I'm glad that she decided to do this because I think she's actually the perfect person to, you know, read and analyze this story. Even though Sam is not her favorite, you know, (laughs) she's still she's still a good person to do this. Kelsey, I'm so glad that you brought this up because now that I have seen Fellowship of the Ring, I can confirm it's pronounced Gloin. We were right. I think that's what we settled on in our chapter discussion. And it's Gloin. And I remember getting shire about that for many episodes. And like every guest I had on afterwards gave me a different answer. And then Ethan roasted me and was like, Gloin? It's definitely Gloin. And I'm like, what? No. I've seen the movie. And in the movie, they say Gloin. So, bam. Anyway, that's not the point of your recording. How dare you call me smart and say that you were surprised how I connected the dots? Because I think that's hilarious that you say that because I think there were so many times, at least as I was reading it, it felt like there were so many times where my brain was like chugging along at a snail's pace and it would take me forever to connect the dots. So that's really funny that you, you say that you could see that happening in our conversation together. 
And it's also really funny that you say the one thing you tried so hard to not spoil me on about Boromir's death was also like the thing, the spoiler that I spoiled for myself. Listeners, if you remember about, I don't know, two thirds, three fourths of the way through Fellowship of the Ring, I was Google searching something unrelated to Boromir. And then a suggested YouTube clip was Boromir's death. And I was like, well, RIP rip. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on and for being a part of That's What I'm Talking About. I am Ryan from a sort of Star Wars podcast, and I had the pleasure of joining Mary Clay on her journey through the Lord of the Rings books, book, books, book, who knows, I guess hosted on book one, chapter 11, A Knife in the Dark, book two, chapter nine, The Great River, book four, chapter two, The Passage of Marshes, and book five, chapter five, The Ride of the Rohirrim. Okay, great. We got that straight. It was amazing to be able to see Tolkien's story unfold in front of someone for the first time. Unfortunately, Mary Clay was incorrect about Boromir wearing a Gollum skin suit, but I love talking to her about how Théoden was such a drama queen and attempting to figure out how some of the some of the elves look older than the other elves and how to pronounce the Gaimli's dad's name. My favorite part though, out of everything, about going on this adventure with MC was seeing how fun we could make the story. Yes, it's an epic quest of good versus evil, but Mary Clay makes it so fun and funny, and I truly appreciate when a person can find the humor in the mundane. Like, sometimes, like, really mundane. Like, I felt most of my chapters were just people walking and horses. Anyway, I wasn't surprised I was asked to be a part of this because, of course, you know, you need people of intelligence on this sort of mission quest thing anyway thanks mary clay for being awesome i appreciate you okay bye i understood that reference because i have now seen fellowship of the ring ryan is such a class act guy to pull back the curtain a little bit on the like planning process and guest scheduling process things would fall through a lot or i wouldn't hear back from people or sometimes actually not sometimes most times i would just wait until the last minute to to find a guest a lot of the episodes that ryan came on for maybe not a lot maybe like two of them (laughs) i messaged him being like i know this is last minute but is there any chance you're available to record on tuesday and he was always like yes of course awesome class act guy and i'm so glad i stumbled upon him on twitter one day because it's such a great time whenever he comes on and i swear i'm not planning i never planned for you to come on for boring mundane chapters but you were totally right that those are like all the chapters you came on for we still had a great conversation but to be fair i would argue a lot of lord of the rings is about walking and horses so hello this is norman from lord of the rings minute and Cassandra from Lord of the Rings Minute. And we just wanted to record uh, a short little message for Mary Clay. Hi. Hello. Uh, about. <laughs> Congrats on finishing the books. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, we, we just wanted to record some some thoughts about yeah. what it was some like. Slander. No, some slander. I'm just kidding. Sl- about what it was <laughs> some like. Some light slander. About what it was like to, to record. Yeah. And it was. Really hard for me. An experience, I think. Yeah, it was really hard for me to not try to contextualize like everything. All of the chapters with with like future information. Well, yeah, because we were on for for two towers, um, the Palantir, and then we were on for for Return of the King, uh, Mount Doom. Like Mount Doom was very straightforward. It's yeah. just like this is the end of this quote unquote the end of the story it's like chapter yeah. four or whatever um chapter three but like the end of that half of two towers i think was challenging because we historically are very bad at <laughs> not spoiling yes. things on our oh. own podcast and it was very hard for me because of living in the movies for so long yes to not compare it to the way the movies did it yes yeah which is something that you did not want on your podcast well, I don't know that it's just like, because she hadn't seen him yet. Right, exactly. Which is why you don't want it. Yeah. Because you don't want the movie spoiled. Yeah, for real. Um, and I, I think that this podcast also has listeners that are following along with Mary Clay. Which just blows my mind. Right. Because we, like, remember us talking of, like, hypothetically. The hypothetical listener yes. that I've never seen in movies? <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, like, it was a lot of fun. I really like the concept of your podcast. Congratulations on finishing, and I am very excited to hear your thoughts and emotions and um, everything about the movies, because we've been living in the movies for, like, four years. Yeah. It was very frustrating, because, like, I've been living with a story for, like, since I was, like, 13, so, like... Yeah. To experience it... years. To experience it... Or, like, listen to, especially in the middle of Two Towers, but, like, to listen to to you talk about your thoughts and feelings, and it's like, oh, screw Sam. I'm just like, what? No, Sam's no, the best. Absolutely it's not. It's like, oh, I have a whole book of Sam and Frodo? Boo. It hurt me. Yeah. It hurt, hurt me, Mary yeah, Clay. It hurt, it hurt me, me. Right, in, right in my heart. I don't know by the time that you, you've, you're you going to get this, uh, because of your, your Instagram stories, that you've watched the movies. I don't know that she's watched them all yet. She's at least watched Two Towers now. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, and thank you once again for having us on your show. I really want to have you on our show. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully we can make that work before we end. Um, but yeah, congratulations again. Thank you. And good luck. Bye. Bye. Norman and Cassandra, thank you so much for coming on. Um, for all I cared, you literally could have just recorded slander. In fact, that, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I told the guests to tell me the ways that I frustrated them and to yell at me. And they did, and Norman and Cassandra did. Thank you for that. I mean, you were still very nice about it. See, I'm not the only one out there who hasn't read or watched Lord of the Rings. There are babies, there are toddlers who haven't you know, had the life experience yet to do that. Thank you for taking, for using all that self-restraint to not contextualize things. I totally get what you mean because since I've been a part of the restricted section where we're going through the Harry Potter series, it is really hard to talk about a book or book series that you've read so many times and you know what happens and not be like, well, wait, in this scene is Snape using legilimens on Harry because blah, 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 blah. And it is really hard to just take it at face value and be like, we don't know what happens after this. We're just talking about this moment. It's so funny that you say that, like, you spoil things all the time on your podcast. And so I would like to congratulate you on not spoiling me on anything. Congratulations, you did it. And then also specifically talking about the Palantir episode, I've since learned uh, after watching Fellowship of the Ring that it's pronounced Palantir and either thank you for just not bringing this up because it's a terrible pronunciation or we're both just in we're all just in the same boat that saying palantir is nonsense it's a full i recognize the council has made a decision but given that it's a stupid decision i've elected to ignore it kind of a thing it's palantir they might say gloin in the movies and that's the pronunciation i'm going with but Palantir? No, it's Palantir. I, of course, will be so excited to join you guys on your podcast. I know that both of the times we recorded, <laughs> you guys were you guys were so nice. And you're like, is there any way you could watch a minute of the movie out of context? And I was like, I'm sorry. I really want to, but I want to keep everything as kosher, I don't know, as possible as I go through this. So I'd really rather wait until after I've finished everything. And now I have. And so listeners, hopefully there will be an episode soon, a crossover event extravaganza for Norman, Cassandra, and I. Hello again, everyone. It is Pixel here. And I was on for book one, chapter three, book three, chapter three, and book five, chapter two. I want to start off by saying I'm absolutely astonished by what Mary Clay has been able to do with this idea and how just absolutely lucky I am that I got to be a part of the journey. I start off very early on Mary Clay's adventure through these stories, being book one, chapter three, three is company, and really it kicks off the journey and the adventure that these characters are about to embark on. I think some of the big highlights for the chapters that I was on and and my thoughts and feelings was really wanting to be able to defend my position on Samwise being an amazing character. If you listen to the podcast, you know that Mary Clay and I differ greatly on our opinions, but I really wasn't able to defend that without giving away spoilers. And across the board, spoilers were the biggest issue. I didn't want to do a disservice to Mary Clay or to the listeners by depriving the experience of reading at those events. So I worked really hard to make sure that I could dance around those things or just outright not answer some of the questions. 
I think uh, one of the hardest places to not give away any spoilers was on my most recent episode in The Return of the King on Chapter 2, The Passing of the Grey Company, because at the very end of the episode, um, we are really just getting into the part of the chapter where the group is going through the Paths of the Dead underneath the mountain, and this is when we are finding out basically about the undead army and not being able to answer what is going on because it's such a cliffhanger at the end of that chapter and just having to say, I can't wait to hear what you think when you find out in just a chapter or two. And uh, that was just so amazing. And it really kept me on my toes too, to see how she was going to experience those stories. I think my favorite experience was from the same episode because we got to really discuss Eowyn and both being females, it's such a big part of the series for me, was trying to connect to those very few characters that we have. Um, and Eowyn being, you know, a, a big one. And all of Mary Clay's very heated, very worked up emotions were just, yes, I agree so much. It's such an important conversation for people to have about this series. And I was really glad that I got to be a part of that, or at least a small piece of it with Mary Clay. Mary Clay has amazing opinions and thoughts and just so insightful about the series. And I think that is my favorite thing about this podcast in general is that Mary Clay gave me the opportunity to experience Lord of the Rings all over again and in some instances in very new and interesting ways. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. So great job, Mary Clay. I cannot wait to hear all about the films in your opinions. Pix was a great first guest to have. I think she was the second guest or maybe the third one I had because she is so nice and wonderful to talk to. And so that kind of made the podcasting experience in the very beginning so much easier and more fun to just sit instead of being nervous about like, oh, how do I keep the conversation going? Oh, is she going to be mean? (laughs) Is she going to make fun of me because I don't know anything? We could just focus on the chapter and talk. And I'm so sorry, Pix, for all the Sam slander. (laughs) And while he's, he's still not a favorite character of mine. I'm still not a Sam fan. I fully do understand now why he is so many people's favorite characters and why a lot of people love Sam because he he does it all. Let's be honest. You know, like I'm not totally dumb. He did everything. Frodo would have died. The ring never would have been destroyed. And we would all be dead right now without Sam, to say the least. So I do understand where you're coming from and your love for Sam. And it's really funny you mentioned that chapter with, I think it's the second chapter. I know you just said it in the recording in Return of the King. And I do remember us discussing that passage of the dead part and me being like, this is so vague. What's going on? Aragorn, explain yourself. What's happening here? Are you getting zombies? Are you getting ghosts? What's going on? So now that you say like, I was trying so hard not to spoil anything, it definitely makes sense because you totally let me like go into that of, I don't know what's happening. And you were like, yeah, me neither. And really playing into that. And then of course, I'm so glad (laughs) that you came on for that chapter too, because we just got to scream about how dumb Aragorn is being. Because now that I've seen Two Towers in the movies, they take Eowyn with them to Helm's Deep and to, to join in on the action. But in in the book, Aragorn, they're all like, no, you're going to stay in Edoras and you're going to watch over everything. And then when they come back, she's like, now can I join in? And Aragorn's like, no. And uh, why? Anyway, Pix, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing in all of those feelings with me. Hey, I'm McGann from the Fangirl channel. And oh my gosh, MC, congratulations on reading all of the Lord of the Rings books. That is a huge accomplishment. I was with you in the episode for The Two Towers, book four, chapter eight, The Stairs of Sirith Ungol. And I was so excited that it had Gollum in it because he was my favorite character. But then I didn't want to say too much about what Gollum's story arc was going to be so you could get there yourself. And honestly, I haven't even read the books in 
well over a decade. So I looked up the Sparks Notes for Gollum in Return of the King just to kind of refresh my memory. And apparently Sparks Notes doesn't like him either. They say he's described as wretched, a vile creature, a liar, a thief, and a murderer, all of which are quite true. They analyze Gollum as being corrupt and vindictive. He cheats, steals, lies, sneaks, and betrays. And I really got to double down and reiterate that I think Gollum gets such a bad rap. I think that there are many ways to read him, but he is definitely a character that has been tortured and trained to be a certain way. And I know that you and I had talked about Gollum being more like a toddler and he plays Frodo and Sam off each other like mom and dad who don't agree. And I really wanted to get on into more of Return of the King where Gollum feels just so much more piteous. Like, yeah, he doesn't do a lot of great things, but there's a lot of that outside of his control because he's basically an addict for the ring. And then we have Frodo dangling the one thing that Gollum has ever cared about on a string right in front of him. And yet Gollum still manages to not kill Frodo and to kind of, I know, work out as a bro at the end. I mean, he's really the one who ends up saving the day. So even though Gollum may not have intended to be, I see him as an anti-hero, not a villain. And if you're taking any questions, I would be really curious how you felt about Gollum by the end of the book. Did he redeem himself? Was he just this gross, sniveling, not very good character? Was he just ultimate evil that couldn't be helped? I just want to have a whole new discussion about Gollum, but I'm not going to because I know you have a billion chapters and characters to get through. So congratulations again, MC, and I hope that you find a way to continue your series. It's been really fun to listen to. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for coming on and talking about one of my least favorite parts of <laughs> of this series, Two Towers, when it's Gollum and Frodo and Sam. And I'm so sorry to have to put you through all the Sam slander and the Gollum slander and honestly, probably Frodo slander. But it makes me it makes me very happy now that you can you can let out all of those feelings and and talk so passionately about one of your favorite characters. That being said, kind of talking now about my my thoughts and feelings on on Gollum now that I know everything that's happened. Um, I do still think he's gross and slimy and tricky and um, I would rather him not be there. But <laughs> I totally hear what you're saying, though, about him not necessarily, he's not a villain, you know, he, he is definitely a victim of the situation and he's someone who had he not encountered the ring, which, like, the ring is pure evil. It is pure evil. And, like, we saw what it did to Boromir, and that got him killed. So, you know, it's not necessarily Gollum's fault that this kind of just stumbled into his hands one day. And I get what you're saying about him being a, a creature of pity and someone that we are to kind of look at and kind of as a precaution, ta tale of caution, what precautionary tale? Yes, I did just have to Google search that. So thank you so much for sending in your reaction and finally getting to tell me all of those things about Gollum. Hey, MC, this is Buddy Duquesne. And Alice White. And wow, you have reached the end of your Lord of the Rings trilogy journey. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. We, we went back and we realized that it has been actually almost exactly a year since we first guested on That's What I'm Talking About. Which means we've been internet friends for a whole year and we are so grateful for that. We just, we, we love your show and we love you and we're just so happy that we were able to be a part of it. Yeah, we joined That's What I'm Talking About for the first time all the way back at the Council of Elrond. And uh, you may not remember, but at the time, we called that chapter The Hump. Yes, we referred to it as The Hump, as in like, you've just gotten over the hump and into the good <laughs> stuff. Um, and yeah, we wanted to know if you still thought that was the case. Was that your biggest hurdle? Was that your biggest hump? Or were there other places you stumbled? Yeah, was it really all like fun, exciting downhill from there? Or <laughs> was that just one of many humps along the way? That That's, that's an interesting question. And another thing that stuck out to me when I was re-listening was um, like, at the time, you weren't quite sure that Gollum was going to be a big deal later. Yeah, we had to plead the fifth in order to not spoil how important Gollum was by the end of the by the end of the books. So we want to know what you think about that too. We're gonna ask yeah. a lot of questions. Like <laughs> at the time, I was like, how 
how do we ever square that Gollum doesn't seem like a big deal right now? Like, <laughs> he's such a big deal. He's such he's a like, big deal. He's like a hinge on which so much of the theme, like, turns, right? Yeah. He's such an important character and such an important, like, like parallel to Frodo and Bilbo's journey and how he and how corrupted he was, but he ends up inadvertently being the one to save the day at the end and how important things like Gandalf saying, you know, he, he may yet have, you know, a, a part to play before the end and, and talking about how how important it was that that um, it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand, you know? Yeah. Um, I want, yeah, I want to know what you what you think about that. And, and so those were like the big things that stood out to me. Um, but also, you know, thinking back, Alice, you and I have been on uh, chapters in Fellowship of the Ring. We've been on chapters in The Two Towers. And we got to be on chapters in... In Return of the King. Return of the King. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So We got I, to come just... back together and do another episode together again, which was yeah. so delightful. And in at the turning of the tide, at the end of all things, at many partings, uh, <laughs> and now as we kind of diminish and go into the West... Uh, with this original trilogy, uh, I, I just gotta say, it has been a wild ride. An absolute wild ride. We wanted to thank you so much for having us on and for letting us, like, revisit these stories that we love so much and letting us revisit them with fresh eyes and new perspectives and, and giving us the opportunity to do that with you. It's really special. Yeah, uh, being on this show as many times as we were made me kind of re-realize how great these stories are and how important they are and how much I, I felt like I knew them and yet there was so much more to re-experience. Yeah, so much more to, to come back to with fresh eyes and, you know, many years later as, you know, and as adults and, and everything, revisiting these really like fundamental stories. It's um it, it was really an amazing journey over the last year as I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh and honestly we can't wait to be back on the show as you explore the films, uh the animated adaptations, the Hobbit. Uh we we want to be here for the rest of the ride. So Absolutely. So again, congratulations on making it to the end of the trilogy, and uh, we hope you let us know if you're ever looking for someone to share in an adventure with you. That'll make sense when you read The Hobbit. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Buddy and Alice, you two are wonderful human beings. Thank you so much for coming on all the times you did. I would not have asked you guys back if it wasn't always a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, it's crazy to think how I have these like internet friends now for over a year because of this podcast. You asked how I felt about the Council of Elrond being the hump. And it for sure was a hump of a chapter, I think, to say the least. It's like a 30-page chapter. 20 billion characters are introduced in it. There's so much exposition. <laughs> I'm just like, there's so much exposition in that chapter. And there's so much, like, important plot devices being introduced. Like, it's everything all at once. And it's overwhelming. And thank you so much for coming on to walk me through that chapter. However, I wouldn't say that the Council of Elrond was really like the hump, the hurdle. I think everyone will know and agree when I say that. For me, the biggest hurdle was definitely the, the like first half of, so I guess the middle three-fourths of Two Towers when it's just Sam, Frodo, and Gollum. And they're, Sam and Frodo have no idea what they're doing. And then they complain about Gollum the whole time. And then if you listen to the audiobook, Gollum's voice is terrible to listen to. And it's like, this isn't a pleasant experience listening to this. And it's just terrible and depressing the whole time. And where they are, it's always talking about how bleak it is and it smells bad and they feel a weight on them and I'm like I don't want to read this <laughs> give me Faramir and then they did so I'm really glad that I got through that part and then you also asked about Gollum I for sure remember us talking about Gollum in that Council of Elrond chapter and me just being like yeah I don't actually I'm gonna try and find the clip 
Because I remember there being a specific clip where I was like... I don't know. I guess I just don't understand why they felt the need to imprison him if he doesn't have the ring. I feel like Gollum can't possibly be dangerous since he doesn't have the ring anymore. But, like, why imprison him? Well... So I definitely had zero idea what was to come with Gollum. It for sure shocked me. If you go back and listen to the episodes on Mount Doom, it was like a complete plot twist. I never saw it coming. I thought I had this idea in my head of what this was going to be like, and then to throw Gollum in there. And then from then on out in the chapter discussions, I think my guests and I always talked about this theme of pity coming up and Tolkien really rewarding mercy and pity on other human beings or creatures or whatever. But yes, it's been a wild ride indeed. Thank you for... I think that's only fitting that it's been a wild ride because you guys host those happy places. You know, about theme parks, you know, get it. And now we're going to move on to some of the listener submissions. Thank you so much if you submitted your audio. I didn't get too many submissions for these ones, but thank you to the people who did take the time to do that. It was really great to get to hear your messages. So here they are. Hi, MC. This is Sam O'Brien from Australia. I'm currently on a camping trip, so I'll make this short. I first heard about you guys through uh, the lovely Bacon and Eggs Shout out to Tyler and Ethan, you guys are amazing. And throughout listening to you guys, I listened in a huge amount of places. Listening in the car with my family, they loved it. Uh, I listened on my own in the car, I listened on the bus. I really, really enjoyed listening to your podcast. My favourite part of the podcast definitely has to be your reactions, uh, live reactions when you recorded them. They were so cool. Another bit that I found really hard to not spoil was that Frodo and Sam did not actually destroy the ring. It was Gollum. That was my favorite bit about the Lord of the Rings, that Frodo and Sam didn't actually destroy the ring. It was Gollum who ended up destroying the ring. Um, And finally, thank you so much for this podcast. It's been amazing. I really enjoyed listening to it. Keep doing what you're doing. And I hope that... The movies and The Hobbit are just as satisfying for you. I'm currently recording in the city where Mary Poppins was uh, was written in, and I am super excited to be listening to your podcast on the movies. Hey, MC Edison here, he, him pronouns. I was psyched when B&E announced a Tolkien podcast. I genuinely don't remember the first time I read Lord of the Rings. It's just always been in my brain. I remember being seven or eight, curled up around my grandma's tape player, listening, then rewinding, then re-listening to the cassette of the scenes from Lorien. I did this so much so that the tape broke, and I was really upset because I no longer had the full set. With that in mind, I'm going to be mean for a second, but I swear there's a reason, and it gets better. The first time I listened to your podcast, I hated it. The way you read and interpreted the books was so vastly different than I or anyone I knew read them. I legitimately had to put my phone down and walk away for a moment in some of those early episodes. But somewhere between Rivendell and Moria, you won me over. After a while, against my own will, I found myself genuinely enjoying your podcast. I still didn't agree with some of your takes, but I could appreciate where you're coming from. I even found myself changing my mind on a few points thanks to you and your guests. Like, I had never realized how much Tolkien talks about horses in his books, which is hilarious looking back on it, but like, even so, I probably wouldn't be writing this review if not for certain events that started in January of 2020. I've known for a while that J.K. Rowling was not the greatest, what with her retconning and everything makes me glad Tolkien never had a Twitter, because god can you imagine. But the amount of hate she's just been doubling down on recently has been it upsetting. For me, as a queer trans individual growing up extremely closeted, Harry Potter was a huge part of my personal journey to acceptance, so when Rowling did what she did, I was upset, to say the least. But here's the key. I wasn't devastated. I wasn't crushed like I thought I would be. I was disappointed for sure, and I won't read the Harry Potter books the same way again, but because of you and your podcast, I made it through. You challenged my unthinking love of Lord of the Rings, and in doing so, made me more critically think about the other things I loved like that. You rekindled my love of Lord of the Rings, and you re-immersed me in the story that Tolkien created. 
You also reminded me that no book series is perfect, but that shouldn't get in the way of us loving and enjoying it. Thank you, MC. Hey, it's Mots. I've had such a great time listening to this podcast so far, and there have been a lot of amazing moments. My favorite out of all of them, though, must be the infamous Holes prediction. Genuinely one of my favorite moments in, not just in this podcast, but just in any podcast on the planet. Like, it always makes me laugh whenever you bring it up, and it's great. I know it's not all over, but it's still it's still kind of sad to me now that you've finished the books. Um, you know, it's it's the end of an era, in a way. Uh, still, I'm... I'm so excited for the next chapter in the story that is Mary Clay experiencing Lord of the Rings for the very first time. Thank you for everything. It's been an amazing journey. I should say an amazing journey so far. I'm very excited very excited for the uh, continuation. Yeah, you are the actual best. Seriously. That's it. That brings us to the end of this little intermission that we're all taking before we go on the next phase of our journey. As I've said before and explained, next week we will be jumping in with Fellowship of the Ring. Tyler and Ethan will be joining me. Wish us luck. We will see what happens because the chaotic energy in the room only goes up every time the three of us record together. It'll be a fun time, I think, to say the least. Also, if you are wanting to do your homework before next week's episode, you want to rewatch the exact section of the movie that we will be discussing. We will be talking about the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, theatrical edition, through minute 58 and 32 seconds. So it will stop after Pippin has asked about second breakfast and Aragorn throws an apple at his head. And then uh, I will appear on Bacon and Eggs next Thursday, and we will do the typical Bacon and Eggs movie coverage of Fellowship of the Ring in full. It will be a lot sillier, a lot more chaotic probably, and I'll be sharing a lot more of my like overarching general thoughts there. And then when you want to hear my specific thoughts, you come here. And it'll be like that for the month of October because I'm also going to be on Bacon and Eggs the following week for Two Towers and the following week for Return of the King. So ripped their ratings. They tell me their ratings don't go down when I appear on their podcast, but I don't believe that. That's what I'm talking about. It's a proud member of WBNE. You can learn more about that by going to WBNE.org where you will find, I always have such trouble saying that, where you will find all of our amazing so- <laughs> shows. Holy cow words. Such as Hello from Elsewhere, who are very, Casey and Valerie are very good with their words, unlike me. Do you find yourself thinking deeply about pop culture? Do you wish for a super nerdy podcast that explores your favorite movies and books? Well, look no further. From WBNE, it's Hello from Elsewhere. On our podcast, we promise to literally transport you to all your favorite fictional settings. I don't think we can actually promise that. Yes, we can. Travel with us to the Death Star. We can't put people in harm's way like that. Or visit beautiful new Asgard. That's so many plane tickets to Norway. Explore the eras of Jane Austen or Frankenstein. Metaphorically, we don't know how to implement time travel. We do now on Hello From Elsewhere. We're going to get in trouble with these promises. With new episodes every other Friday, Hello From Elsewhere is available wherever you find your podcasts. Yes, that part is true. You can even listen on the Hogwarts Express. Oh boy. The cover is by Graphite, aka Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at graphite.vmbait. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> why can't i talk graphite.vmb holy cow you can find the podcast on twitter and instagram at talking about pod and you can also join our facebook group which is just a general fun time you can find me on twitter at mc WhatsApp and instagram at mc turn down for what i have no idea i will not know until i go back to edit this is if this is at all coherent. Um, you can become a sponsor of the podcast by going to patreon.com slash Tolkien about pod like Johan. Johan, thank you so much for your support. Again, once again, with all of these people who have been supporting me for many, many months now, basically since I launched launched the Patreon almost a year ago now, was it? I don't remember. <laughs> thank you for your support. It really means a lot, especially now that we're going into a whole new journey of this podcast with the movies. One of the tiers that you might be interested in joining soon on Patreon is our $3 tier for Discord. Because 
I'm hoping that I can figure out a way to do like a watch party or mini watch parties on Discord for the movies. Maybe not the full movie, but since each episode will be covering the movie in chunks, maybe we all watch that chunk of the movie together before the episode comes out that week. So literally as I'm saying this out loud is as far as the planning for this idea has gone. So if you want to be able to join in on that, you should join Discord because it's dope and everyone there is super nice. If you like what you're listening to, you should rate and review because, well, first of all, it would just mean a lot to me. And second of all, it helps um, other people find this podcast. And when they look at my podcast and they're like, oh, this has a bunch of glowing reviews. I should check it out. They check it out. And then I gain a listener. I'm also going to start reading out reviews that people leave. Hopefully nice ones. Maybe I'll read out mean ones. (laughs) But for now, we're going to read off a nice review from Emily Elizabeth. Oh my god. How's Clifford doing? Her review says, I love this. I grew up on Tolkien, so this is a fun nostalgia type thing. Also, after listening to the first episode, I decided to reread Lord of the Rings, then listen to the podcast. I was so hyped. I finished the book in six days. Holy cow. It took me a year and a half. (laughs) Thank you for this podcast. P.S. I have a heart attack whenever you use the ring wraith sound as a bleep. Thank you and you're welcome. If you want me to read your review in the future, you have to leave a review. So do that. Now, this is normally the part of the show where I ask my guests to share any final parting words for the audience. So, um... Mary Clay, do you have any parting words for the audience? Yeah, thanks for asking, Mary Clay. I'm about to go have white people taco night. We're getting taco shells from the grocery store and ground beef from the grocery store and shredded cheese. And from that's the what I'm talking store. about. And Ortega sauce from the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs>